Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Hello and welcome to another episode of Idleman Unplugged. This episode features Pastor Shane reading the introduction of his book, If My People. We hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, and it's only found Hey, how's it going, everyone? I'm excited about this uh, latest book that I'll be reading here on audio. We're going to release this as a video and as an audio, so you can find this, obviously, on YouTube and uh, Rumble and all the other social media platforms, as well as Audible. Um, I thought it'd just be fun to do the video, and I've also got the audio here recording. Um, it's just it's such an important message right now. So I'm going to just start reading the book. How this is a little bit different is... When I read my books, I don't just, you know, stick only to the manuscript in a monotone tone. Um, if there's current events, if something's on my heart, I will share it. That's why the audio versions of the book uh, are really powerful because I'm going to add a lot of extra commentary on, you know, everything that's going on. But also, um, I encourage people uh, to read the ebook. And the ebook has links. So you can click the link, it'll take you to an article. You can click the link, it'll take you to a sermon that's related. And I believe, uh, depends on when you'll be listening, we have all of my ebooks on the church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org. Again, that's westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. And you can just click it there. And I think those, I know on Amazon and Kindle and all that, it works. But on those, I also believe that version of the download um, should take you to those links as well. So anyway, let me get, let me get started here. The title is if my people, if my people in case of national emergency read this, and I think we can all pretty much agree that, uh, this is a time for national emergency for sure. It's copyright, copy, copyright, sorry, wrote, um, and also on the, these, I don't correct most of my mistakes. So you can, you can have all of me, uh, mistakes and all. Uh, it's it was copyrighted in 2020, and I'm mainly using the uh, New King James uh, version of the Bible. But I want to read the contents. I think it's so important. And if you're on video, I think I can switch over and you can see it here. Uh, the content contents of this book. It's a short read. I think only yeah under 90 pages. We're going to talk about the destabilization of America in the introduction. And then the first chapter, humility, 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 the first step toward revival. And then as we go on, uh, prayer, the sin of prayerlessness, and then three, seeking, igniting, revival, dead bones come alive, and then repentance, desperate for change. And then I'm going to add in there uh, fasting, uh, fasting adds spiritual strength, and then six, post-pandemic pastors and the sin of silence. And the appendix I have is answered prayers uh, that were, you know, can motivate and then recommended reading. And then the note section with some of you bookworms and nerds like me like to read the note section. So anyway, I'm going to get started on this and I'm probably going to do, 
you know, on the video releases, we'll probably do it one chapter at a time. Uh, it'll take the place of a podcast. And then on the audio version of obviously you can just keep, you know, reading through. But I do want to give an important note uh, from the author, which would be me, obviously. Um, again, all the books are available uh, at the westsidechristianfellowship.org. Those are free downloads. And then obviously at my website, shaneidleman.com, uh, we have links to where you can order and on all the other different platforms. And I wrote here, although I don't recommend, oh, I'm sorry, although I recommend articles and authors in this book, I don't endorse them or always agree with their position. My goal is to offer the reader as much information as possible. And then I go on to say, if you're reading the print version of this book, my encouragement is to download the ebook uh, so you can click and read articles and listen to sermons I reference and things like that. So let me begin with the introduction, the destabilization of America. I wrote this in 2020 and, um, no, it was released 2020. I believe I wrote in 2019. Um, maybe it'll maybe it'll add more information as I go on here. But now I'm reading this January, the end of January 2023, three years later. And let me tell you, the destabilization has only increased. But there is. Um, you know, there's going to be some hard things to talk about. We see a lot of negativity, but I also want to remind you that there is great hope. When we serve God Almighty, there is great hope. What can man do to me other than kill me? What can man do to me? But God can, you know, kill me, obviously, in the Bible. Jesus actually said, and cast both body and soul in hell. And so there's an encouragement as believers. And if you're not a believer, there's an encouragement to become a believer and believe in the one true and living God. And then tremendous hope comes in. So in the midst of these difficult conversations and things I'll be reading, there's great hope because I believe God also revives us at very dark points of, of history. So the destabilization of America, it seems that everyone is sensing the destabilization of America. Books can be written on how we got to this point. But let me offer just a few thoughts from a biblical perspective. Now, I did forget to mention at the beginning, the title, If My People, If My People. I guess we could say, instead of read this, in case of national emergency, read this, we could say in case of national emergency, watch this if you're watching on social media. But the whole premise of this is based on If My People, uh, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, Second Chronicles, very famous passage. Um, if they humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And a lot of people say, you know, that really doesn't apply today. And I'm a context guy. I love context. And I'll probably talk about that in a little bit. But I believe the principles still apply. Okay, it's written to the nation of Israel. When Solomon became king, when I bring pestilence, when I bring famine, when I bring drought, hello. You know, if my people, not Hollywood, not Washington, if my people do these things, it could, it could tune the ear of God towards us. So I know the context um, is is for the nation of Israel, but the overarching principle of of prayer and fasting and seeking God and and turning from sin. I mean, those are those are incredible. Um, so we are destabilized right now by false information. Uh, unless you've been on Mars or have had your head in the sand for the last decade, you have clearly seen how so many in the secular media purposely create false narratives and use lies and carefully edit have truths to push their agenda. Everything from the, the, the global agenda of, of, you know, fossil fuel to, um, to the jabs, you know, uh, to, um, I mean, you name it, you name it to, that's the, the that's the, the, the problem with a lot. I mean, on the right or the left, but what we're seeing a lot of times on the media, the left and different things is 
I'm going to I'm going to alter the truth if it pushes my agenda. And we know from the get go that is not a good spot to be in. Uh, and they withhold information um, such as reporting on the number of, you know, certain lives that were taken or certain uh, movements. What's really behind these movements? Who's funding these movements? Um, and the lesson here then is to be cautious about where we get our information. Much of the media is owned by large corporations who would love to see America fail. So you remember, they think America is bad. Imperialistic, meaning we went and conquered nations for our own gain. Uh, the slavery issue and, and reparations and all kinds of things. America's just evil. So we've got to break down the whole foundation and rebuild. The problem with, with it, that is not true. The foundation, if the foundation is God's word, it's re really good. We actually need to go back to that foundation and not tear up that foundation and bring in everything from wokeness to critical race theory to political correctness to men can have babies to we've lost our mind. Um, and I remember back when I wrote this book, one recent headline said CNN sticks to liberal script, ignores black police officers killed in riots. Uh, and this is appalling and it should not be tolerated. And that's a big deal on this race issue is the media is actually fueling it. Yes, there's racism in our nation. It's everywhere in the whole world. Did you know that? It's in the whole world and every ethnicity. Why? Because it's connected to the sin issue. Uh, so it's not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. And what they're trying to do is push these false narratives and different things to get us to um, really capitulate and bow down to the altar of what they want. And then the next section here, destabilization by the enemy within. Many people are coming to believe that what we are witnessing is an orchestrated attempt to destroy our economy and disrupt our elections. Okay, I think I wrote this probably when all this, the, the 2020 elections were being disrupted. Uh, peaceful protests are inf infiltrated by hate groups paid by individuals with deep pockets to create confusion and chaos. Why is there such a huge upheaval? It's simple. The current administration has become a major roadblock to the liberal agenda. Again, writing now about the Trump, agenda, uh, Trump administration. Regardless, if you're on the right or left, what you think of him actually doesn't matter. I'm just talking about facts and this. That, that's the facts. Uh, what he was trying to accomplish, the liberal agenda, and that would be a whole nother podcast. Um, they're just trying to stop it. And they are working to minimize... Uh, they work to minimize the murdering of babies. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, uh, I think that that was a little confusing here. Um, okay. The current administration has become a major roadblock to the liberal agenda. This is why they are working to minimize the murdering of babies in, via abortion. They're actively addressing racial and social, social economic issues and trying to do the right thing, the right way, the right way, the right thing, the right way. Uh, they are um, wanting to be a tear to terrorists and bring the Bible and God back to Washington, the nation's schools. They want to remove the pulpit silencing of the Johnson Amendment. And uh, Christians with godly values are being promoted to some of the highest places in, in office in America. Uh, the president is surrounding himself with godly counsel. There is a love for Israel. There are they're honoring, they're honoring hard work and minimizing free handouts. And the list of Christ-honoring accomplishments is... Uh, impressive. Now you see what the real battle is. So again, doesn't matter what your view, left, right, independent, hate Trump, love Trump. These are just facts, folks. If you get, if you're upset, then you're upset the facts. There's nothing I can do, do about that. Uh, the facts are an interesting thing because there's nothing you can do about them except present them.
So, but we do see what the real battle is now. The real battle is for the soul of our nation. God doesn't judge a nation based on the character of one man. He judges it based on the spiritual health of its people. Never forget that. Now, <clears throat> theologically, uh, if, we, if we look at um, hermeneutics and studying the Bible, and God dealt with nations differently in the Old Testament than he does now. You know, I, I got that. But an, a, a one person, the character of one person, if that one person is pushing godly agendas and godly policies, and you have lots of Christians in positions of leadership, you know, that can be a, a very healthy thing. And I don't think we're, we're called to take over, uh, but I think we're called to influence. I don't know if things are going to get better. Uh, but I know that we're called to make a, a difference until Christ does. And so that's kind of where I, I keep my, where I hang my hat. Uh, destabilization by intolerance. Uh, those waving banners of tolerance are often the most intolerant toward those who oppose them. As one Birmingham pastor recently discovered, Tony Perkins writes, a handful of likes were all it took to make the biggest church in Alabama homeless. Believe it or not, a local English teacher decided to catalog the pastor's likes on Facebook and then share them with the press. This motivated the local high schools to revoke the church's lease. Am I the only one who sees the hypocrisy of school district leaders and teachers who behave in this manner while crying out, tolerance, tolerance, we all just need to be tolerant. Uh, give me a break, folks. Your hypocrisy is not only alarming, it's very clear. And the, they, they just want to get Christian ideas out of the public arena, get Jesus's name out of things, get God's word out of things. And we should be able to say our, 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 our view and, 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 and articulate what we believe. And I think, uh, I think it's a, uh, if I'm not mistaken right now, this week, 2023, January, I think it's a policeman who was asked to really like step down or is going to be terminated in the future just because on his own personal Facebook page, he shared his belief in gay marriage. See what's happening is we are, people are having to capitulate. You bow down to these, the idol sexual perversion or else it's not about tolerance. What it is, is you need to tolerate me, but I'm not going to tolerate you. That's what this, this whole thing is uh, about. So, and we also have destabilization with class warfare. Rasmussen recently reported that there is a 40% approval rate for our president among black voters. This is again back with Trump. But if you listen to the secular media, you would think that it's closer to 4%. Yes, again, there is racism in America and not just among whites. Uh, it's among all ethnicities. Only a changed heart can solve that. And keep in mind that this has been going on a long time in the making. Revisionists begin to rewrite America's history, and they begin to do it many years ago, portraying all white people as racist. Your skin color does not determine the condition of your heart. It's, it's pigmentation. It, this is a heart issue. And see, what they want to do is make it a race issue. And then now we've got race wars. And if you can pit people against people, economic disaster, living in fear, now this tyranny can come in and rule and reign over the people. And that's just, that's just what it boils down to. Again, facts, 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 people. We need to realize that, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, we need to realize all Americans need to unite together and come against our common any enemy. Again, it's a sin problem, not a skin problem. White people also feel the dynamic. I mean, I can no longer go to certain places in my community, such as parks 
and other places for fear of being profiled uh, because this media has created this false narrative. You won't find it in many of the modern history books, but the truth is that many of the founding fathers in America abhorred slavery and actually fought against it. Did you know that? You can go soon when you're done here listening to my book, One Nation Above God. One Nation Above God. Again, free download at the church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org. And towards the end, I have an appendix that lists all the founding fathers who fought against slavery, who abhorred the practice of it. And see, what they do is, again, they give you wrong information meant to fuel anger and hatred. And it's, 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 it, unfortunately, it seems to be working. Uh, destabilization is fueled also by the passive pulpit. Can I get an amen on that? destabilization, the destabilization of our nation is also fueled by the passive pulpit. I recently saw a survey on Facebook that asked, do you feel that most church leaders speak up about the real issues facing us today? The overwhelming response was a very loud and clear no. Christians are looking to pastors to lead the way, but many are exchanging truth for tolerance, boldness for balance, and conviction for cowardliness. They don't want to offend for fear they might lose their audience. Did you catch that? Instead of being bold, pastors filled the Spirit of God with brokenness and humility shaping our conduct and our character and our sermons, but still having the boldness of the fire of the Spirit inside of us. Instead, we worry about what people are going to think and we're going to lose quite a few people. My book sales will be down or my audience base will leave. I need to walk this fine line and not really offend. Uh, actually, this week, I, I talked to a friend of mine who knows, uh, it's a mega church pastor um, who is silent on the issue of homosexuality and uh, doesn't say anything uh, and actually makes remarks that would almost make you think he supports it. But behind the scenes, he says, no, I don't really support it. But then listening to what he puts out, you'd think, well, I'm confused. But see, the bottom line is cowardliness. Uh, he's in a, <laughs> I think has a lot of both sides of the political arena at his church, a large following, uh, book sales, and you know that's cowardliness. And I don't think God blesses that. And their sermons will lack the fire and the anointing of God. Sure, they might have some good tips for marriage, good tips for financial success, good good stories and analogies, but it doesn't go and convict and literally change the heart because the fire of God, the anointing of God, the anointing of the Spirit is missing upon that pastor and that leader. And so um, what happens is um, we need to, pastors and Christian leaders, must take responsibility for the spiritual health of our nation. And whether we accept that responsibility or not, God himself will hold us accountable. The pulpit inevitably sets the tone of the religious climate of our nation, at least for now in America. Did you know that? That the pulpit, I can take you to, well, I mean, we can go to 1620 in the 1600s, William Bradford, uh, his his book on uh, of Plymouth Plantation, and then you have the Puritans, uh, and, and their, their influence in the late 1600s and into the 1700s. And for sure, then people, of course, like Whitfield and Wesley and Jonathan Edwards coming on the scene. And a lot of the, the sermons were read and, and they were political and they were, they, they, they were shaping the spiritual condition of our nation. I mean, go back and look at how Spurgeon influenced the spiritual condition of London in the 1800s. And so that, that is the job of the pulpit. It's a thermostat and a thermometer. 
it can gauge and also set the tone, the spiritual climate of the nation. So when thousands upon thousands of pastors are silent, then our silence speaks volumes. And as you know, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. And in this case, for good men to say nothing. And that's really a really scary spot that we're in. And, and apart from a spiritual awakening, I don't have a lot of hope. These pastors need the fire of God back again. And that only comes from repentance, repenting. It's, they're really arrogant, uh, believe it or not. I mean, there's arrogance on the far right, rigid, Bible-thumping side. But do you know there's a lot of arrogance on the other side as well? The silent, so-called liberal, politically correct pastor just smiles all the time, just loves everyone. They are very arrogant. They are, they are shaking their fist at God Almighty and not preaching the totality of God's word. They are arrogant. They fear man more than God. And that's what's happening. And that's why I often say the silent pulpit is not God's pulpit. The silent pulpit is not God's pulpit. A culture devoid of God simply reflects the lack of conviction in the pulpit as well as the pew. And then we also have the destabilization because kingdoms are colliding. So I want to just recap. You can see where we're going here. Uh, the, the introduction or this topic, I guess, if you're watching as a podcast, is the destabilization of America. You know, what's happening? Well, we're destabilized because of false information. We're destabilized because of the enemy within. Uh, you know, the, the, the enemies within our gates, uh, the, the, the social media, the big imp giants and corporate America, you know, there's a, there's a lot of false information out there. And then there were destabilized by this whole intolerable movement. You could call it political correctness. You know, the, the wokeness is, is, um, turned into like, just, just don't offend it. Don't offend anybody. If that guy wants to be a girl, let him be a girl. If he thinks he can have a baby, let him think he can have a baby. If those drag queens, I mean, think about it. We've got men dressed up as provocative women wearing provocative clothing, dancing in front of children. Folks, you need to wake up. You need to wake up and put your head back on straight, put on your big boy pants, get in the prayer closet and begin to fast and seek God like never before and ask what he would have you to do. Not violence at all, not violence, but we can go and pray and we can fast and we can contend. You, you don't need to put another meme on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram or TikTok. You need to get your face on the floor before almighty God and see what he wants you to do. And then we have destabilization, um, because of class warfare, which is going on, which the media is again fueling. And then our nation is destabilized uh, because of the passive pulpit. That's just the bottom line. Um, and then we have destabilization because kingdoms are colliding. Okay. Okay. I guess I did write, uh, uh, write some of this in, in during COVID. So I wrote a couple books during COVID. I, now, now it dawned on me. Um, other ones you can read are, Oh God, would you rend the heavens? I think I wrote that during my sabbatical. Oh God, would you rend the heavens? Probably a year after COVID. And then also 40 days to reset your life. Um, and then obviously this book was written during COVID. So I believe that the next hammer to fall, I'm writing this, I'm dating it, to fall will be a spike in COVID-19. That is, if the rights don't accomplish their intended purposes. Now, remember, I wrote this at the beginning of COVID-19. So, so this is actually what we did see play out. There's also a great deal going on behind the scenes with, uh, you know, generals in the military, other elected officials, 
they're divided against the current administration. Again, that was that was Trump. Um, and what's happening is, <clears throat> let me let me clarify. I just met with a pastor. No, not well, probably six months now. Who said there's no deep state, Shane? And I've ran to other people. Okay, well, there are conspiracy theories that are a little out there, and um, things that you know people get too carried away. But deep state is very real. All it is is you have holdovers, let's say from the Obama administration, uh, generals, uh, these people with the ideology that I mean, look at who Biden appoint uh, is appointing. I mean, I would. This is, you know, here we go. Uh, this is pr- probably the, one of the worst administrations I've ever seen, I've ever read about. When you can appoint these people to the highest positions of office in our government, and they are mockers of God, they are sexual deviants, they are per- their, 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 their lifestyles perverted. Now, again, I love these individuals. I pray for them that, that we're all perverted without the gospel of Christ. We're all, you know, sinners on that broad road of destruction without His saving mercy on our lives. But there is a difference and a distinction those who recognize their fallen nature and turn from it and those who continue in it and want to lead others in. That's where the danger is. So the deep state is, <clears throat> let's say you have someone, a, a new president come in. They're still a dealing with the old people that were appointed that don't like this new president's agenda. And there's globalist agenda. And you can see, come on, follow, you're, many of you are following the World Health Organization and, and Schwab and and even what Bill Gates is doing. I mean, they're, they're just out there. They're ta- they talk about the Great Reset. They talk So they're in, inside government, FBI, Department of Justice, Homeland Security. Um, what did I forget one? FBI maybe. But there's people held over and they don't like the current president and they're going to work against it. That's a deep state working against you. So that's what's going on too. Kingdoms are colliding. Um, so, of course, these groups get upset. And there's a strategic plan to try to, uh, you know, sub- subpoenas are being served, impeachment. And again, this is when I was writing the book. Now we see, you know, whether the, with the election results, um, we see, you know, the, the Russia disinformation. We see all kinds of things. And then finally, uh, with COVID, they were able to, uh, to uh, get a different president in there. And so that's what's happening. Um, there, there's a clear, there's a clear demonstration of Romans one going on. People are rejecting God and God is giving them over to a debased and corrupted mind. So you say, how in the world are these things happening? Shane, this is alarming. I can't believe this. Well, this is exactly what happens. And that's why I believe we are under a form of judgment of God. I really do believe that, uh, that God has said, okay, you want it, you got it. And what he does is he gives them up to a debased and corrupted mind. And that's really the Bible. That's also when it talks about uh, homosexuality and, uh, and and lust for things that are not God godly. Um, that's necrophilia, I'm sure, and pedophilia and bestiality and all these sexual perversions. Man, without God, is not going to stay stagnant or static He's going to get more perverted and more just, um, I don't even have strong enough words for that. And that's, we read in the Bible, Genesis, that, that man, every thought and intent was just wicked and evil. And that's what sin does. That's why you better listen up. You better wake up. Sin takes you farther than you want to go, uh, costs more than you want to pay and keeps you longer than you want to stay. It'll, it, it drives you down into darker and darker and darker and darker areas. You don't, you don't just stay at the certain spot. You get more 
demonic. You get more perverted. You get now some people might be able to hold their own for a while and and kind of keep maintain a certain look, but but that's the outcome of sin. And so what we're seeing in our culture is Romans one. Um, I mean, how else can you justify? I'm not, I don't mean to snicker there, but it's 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 um, how else can you justify murdering a child at nine months? How else can you justify drag queens dancing in front of children and kids can put their their dollar bill. I've seen videos that are horrendous, what they're doing with their private parts and how they're showing kids this or do it's like, God, can I throw up now? Um, I, I, cause I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know what to do. I've got kids, young kids, like many of you, we, some of you have grandkids, what in the world? And that's why I'm releasing this, this, this book or this podcast, depending on where you're listening or reading. It's because to get our nation, and, and I don't, we don't need the majority. You plus God is the majority. You, again, none of this is in the book, by the way. This is all commentary. Uh, you plus God is the majority. That's I, I, I just need I just need some if my peoples to get on their face before God. And God knows what that number is. I don't know what that number is exactly, but there's got to be a, a, a desperation. There's got to be a yearning. There's got to be a humbling of ourselves. There's got to be a persevering and, and continuing regardless of the, what we see. And as we dig deeper, God begins to fill us with the spirit. And out of that comes a mighty move of his spirit. Hopefully here in California where I'm at, I'm in Los Angeles County in California. And hopefully that, that revival fire goes. Um, people say, what about if it doesn't? Well, it doesn't change anything I'm doing. I still, God's sovereignty is my sanity and he calls me to be on fire for him. He calls me to contend for revival. He calls me to pray and fast, do business till he returns. And who knows, was it Joel? You know, who knows? Call a sacred assembly, call a fast. Who knows if God might not leave a blessing behind him? Ezra, I believe it was Ezra said, um, that's the problem with doing all this extra stuff. I just got mental things, no time to look it up. But you know, who knows if God will not give us a measure of revival in our bondage. Um, and the problem is there's no fear of God in this land. That's exactly what is happening. How sad that many churches won't even do voter registrations because it's too political, or they won't talk about hot button issues because they're too political. Did you, did you know all of these things that are supposedly too political are very biblical? So by ignoring them, you are ignoring biblical principles outlined in God's word because of fear. You are fearing man and not fearing God. And uh, God will not remain silent uh, too long in this issue, pastors and leaders. Don't confuse, don't confuse his silence with his, uh, I'm sorry, don't confuse his patience with his approval. Just because he's being patient. I mean, you look at what's happening with some of these last, ever since I wrote this, I mean, how many Hillsong churches are closed and, and ungodly churches have never opened up again because of COVID and, and pastors, you know, being called out and, and, and just not walking with the Lord and God's just, man, God doesn't play games uh, at all. And so that's, that's my concern is we've got to get our hearts right. And uh, we're not being political when we talk about these issues. Sure. Some people are, but we're being biblical. Um, and saying I'm just not political is really just an excuse to hide cowardliness. Okay, I'm going to say that again uh, because I've talked to plenty, plenty, plenty of pastors. I've seen their comments, uh, and many t- now some of them have you know good reasons or I, I don't know I don't <laughs> I'm sure there are a few though but right but the majority of people I'm just not political brother that means I don't want to confront the culture I don't want to deal with the plat- backlash so I'm a coward that's that's just the bottom line uh, my friend and fellow pastor Jim Garlow once said to me. Bold pastors may look like they are on the wrong side of history, but they are on the right 
They are on the right side of eternity. Amen to that. Bold pastors may look like they are on the wrong side of history, but they are on the right side of eternity. And it just dawned on me, you might be hearing this too. I, I think we're on over 80 different radio stations now in the United States. So if you're hearing this in on radio or maybe halfway through, um, the context is I'm, I'm going to start reading my book, If My People read this in case of national emergency, or I could say, listen to this in case of national emergency. The book is If My People by Shane Eidelman. I'm reading it uh, now. That's what you're listening to, but also I'm adding a lot of extra commentary that's not in the books. And uh, so I want to get back to that. Many are even, many are even marching with ungodly groups. This is, I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, I don't know how many names I should mention, but it, it was disappointing. And maybe these pastors just weren't, weren't aware. I'm assuming they weren't aware of what some of these ungodly groups stood for. And they started marching with them and kneeling with them. Um, and this is why the social gospel is so dangerous. It removes the redemptive work of Christ and it places it on good works, making it no gospel at all. So the social gospel, it's just about, it's just about feeding the poor. It's just about, you know, going and cleaning neighborhoods and <clears throat> impoverished areas. And that's really good. We need to do, be doing that more. I believe we've, we've missed that area. We need to be doing that more, but that's not the gospel. That's the outflow of the gospel. So a lot of these people hide behind works like, well, look at what we're doing. Look at who we're ministering to. Look, last week we had 150 people on our food line. Okay, that's great, but you didn't give them the gospel because you didn't want to offend them because you're getting free the free food from the government. Okay, that's not, that's, 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 I got to be careful here what I say, but that's uh, cowardliness. And, and thank you for helping people. But the real gospel is we are sinners in need of a savior. And out of that, now I want to share the love of Christ with, with all those around me. Um, and there is no harm. I believe there is no harm in calling out national sins. We have biblical grounds for that. As we see in the life of Daniel and Nehemiah, I mean, I can think of pretty much every king. If you think about it, every king had a prophet, correct? Just about every, I mean, you can go back, um, Saul was, and again, didn't research this, um, memory here. Saul had um, Samuel, of course, and then David um, was anointed by Samuel. David also had Nathan, and then Solomon, you know, and, and who, were the, who were the prophets for uh, Manasseh and Josiah and Hezekiah and uh, Rehoboam and Jeroboam and, uh, and, and Azza and, and um, you know, so many of the kings had prophets coming, speaking biblical counsel in, into political situations. And so the, the reason they don't want us doing that is, again, it's an agenda. Don't have the, because it goes against narrative, false narratives. It exposes the unfruitful works of darkness. It exposes people who are not really pastors, not really prophetic voices. It exposes what the media is, is doing. It exposes agendas. And so that's what this is about. And that's why they want to silence the pulpit. Um, you know, why not? Um, why not unite black and white pastors in peaceful, biblically grounded, gospel-centered, God-honoring gatherings rather than aligning with groups who fuel anger and uh, they take pride in their lack of uh, forgiveness and their unity is not in their mission statement, folks. Okay, Patience is not approval. Patience is not approval still in this, in this 
topic of the destabilization of America. What's happening in America is called psychological warfare, and it may be worse before it gets better. Did you catch that? It may get worse before it gets better. The goal of some is to elevate stress to the point of exhaustion, okay? Let's let's camp out on that one for a minute here. Um, the point of this, what they call psychological warfare, it's it's the it's to get our stress so elevated, you know, stay at home, wear this mask. And who knows? I'm recording this end of January. I think it's like January 30th, 2023. Um, you know, there there's gonna would there is there gonna be another pandemic? Is there gonna be another, you know, here we come again, boom, boom, you know, uh the economy, the housing. You know, some of this is, is self-created by sin, of, of course. But psychological warfare is mentally, I'm drained. And we saw that. That's why opiate crisis. That's why the alcoholism. That's why broken homes. I mean, everything just, I've had enough. I can't cope. And so when they get you to that, a person is willing, even pastors, even churches, even Christians, okay, all right, enough, enough. I surrender. I just want to live my life. I will capitulate. And so that's what's happening. Um, and then they, they, they fuel fear so that people give up their rights. Um, and, and they win to win the psychological battle, you know, the battle of the mind, one must saturate their mind in the word of God, in the ways of God. So if you want to come out on the right side of this psychological battle, saturate your mind in the word of God, not Fox and, um, CNN and Drudge Report and Huffington Post and Breitbart and Epic Times and just, I mean, it's good. I, I would choose the, the right ones there. But man, if you're just saturating and saturating and saturating, I mean, like ki kids, four kids killed in Idaho and this mom was murdered. This the guy murdered his family and this is what's coming. I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. So you got to be very careful. I love Paul's advice. Finally, brethren, finally, brethren, he's telling the church in Phil Philippi. Finally, brethren, whatever things are pure, whatever things are honest, whatever things are noble, whatever things are upright, whatever things are, are worthy of virtue and praise and innocence, meditate, meditate on these things. And most of us are not doing very good in this area. I would say myself included. I, I could get better in this area. I don't need to always know what's going on everywhere in the world or in America. Um, and, and actually, as I'm recording this, I think we had uh, four mass shootings in California in the last week and a half folks all, all with oh no our our then up the coast so you know <clears throat> kind of around me and <clears throat> they're not going to decrease mass shootings are not going to decrease uh the gun issue none of that because we've rejected God we've pushed God out sexual perversion has become the norm and when that happens things get worse and I want to be hopeful and you know, I see people having debates. Well, we need to do this with the guns. We need to screen. Well, I mean, of course, you could you could screen people better. Um, and 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 there is something behind conceal and carry, uh, with giving it to you know people who are qualified and who are mentally insane. And then, but look at the the uptick in medication. Look at the uptick in alcohol and opiate abuse. Look at the uptick in, in anger uh, in the workforce. And and these people, there there it's so much rage to go and shoot somebody. I mean, I can't even fathom that. I can't even fathom that, but be that darkness of the human heart. That's why we need to let God back in our schools. 
God and I believe once the Supreme Court uh, uh, ruled that 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 football coach could now pray, I believe it. Believe it or not, I believe that set the precedence, and a lot of people aren't aware that you can actually go and pray in schools now because of that, and you know, and, and just being active in that area. Also, um, uh, a cow got in the way of my train of thought here, so let me focus here for a minute. Um, oh yeah, with the mass shootings, we're not going to see them decrease unless we get God's word back into society again. And that might not happen again, not perfection. I'm not talking about perfection. I am talking about direction. Um, you know, God doesn't, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really push this here. We need to look to God and not what's going on around us. Churches need prayer meetings and worship nights, even if just a small group of people come. See, I've talked to pastor. I've talked to, well, you know, we can have a prayer night, but there, there's probably only going to be, you know, five, six, seven of it. Good, good. I'd rather have some of the most powerful meetings I've been in prayer meetings were three or four of us. And then I've been in ones with, you know, a hundred people and it's lacking. And I've been in big, they supposedly gatherings of a thousand people. We're going to call down heaven. No, I'd rather get alone with 10 of those people on fire for God and, and really cry out. God's not looking for, for, for huge crowds. He's looking for broken hearts and broken hearts in California, LA County, broken hearts in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. If Nashville, we get some believers in Nashville or Kansas city or Florida or Idaho or Texas and, and these areas of revival and, and these revival fires begin to flow into other areas of, of, of our community. And that's really the only hope for that. Um, America's heart needs to break so that deep repentance takes place. That's what needs to happen. So I keep wondering, what's it going to take folks? What's it going to take right now? And you know, I'm, I'm going to date myself, but, um, maybe when you're listening to this later and it'll probably be over by then, but right now, you know, you've got all in the news, uh, it, it was Steven Crowder, Candace Owen, Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, uh, Benny Johnson, uh, a lot of the conservative voices, um, uh, Tim cast. And I, and I don't see, I don't see anything, anything about humbling ourselves before almighty God. I don't see anything about praying and fasting, coming together for nights of worship, putting this behind us because all these rants and, 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 and angry dialogues aren't going to get us anywhere. We're actually going to be digressing, not progressing. So folks, we got to get our faces on the ground before God and, 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 and begin to just, um, weep like the priests would weep between the porch and the altar. There was a, there, as they were interceding for the people, they were separating the people, the porch and the altar was a place of, of weeping where the, and Joel said, have my priests come and cry out to God and have they intercede for the people. We just need the, our the leaders of our nation to humble themselves and not everyone, but the majority of us, we need to just really, really get together uh, maybe individually, whatever, and seek the heart of God like never before. Because do we really think that we can flood our homes with porn and murder and million uh, millions of children are being murdered in our nation, uh, that we can... Um you know, uh, worship the gods of alcohol, lust, and addiction. We can mock God's word and we can declare war on the family. We can, uh, fuel racism. We can promote self-centered politicians and idolize celebrity pastors and, and even look to politicians as our savior. And we can tiptoe around sin and we can, and then we can expect to have a wonderful life for our nation. Folks, wake up. Wake up. The writing is on the wall. We must humble ourselves before God. No, we cannot do these things. Um, let me just go off the script here of the book manuscript. God says, I dwell in a high and holy place with him who has a broken and contrite heart. I will revive the humble. I will revive the broken. What are the sacrifices, God says, that are to me? I don't, I don't desire 
all the, these burnt offerings. I desire a broken and contrite heart. That's a sweet smelling aroma. And that, that's what gets the ear of God. My, my hand is not short and my ear is not heavy. Uh, my hand's not short. I can't save. And my ear's not heavy that I cannot hear. But your sins have separated you from me and I cannot hear you. So see, we've got to get back to a place of a brokenness. As Isaiah 30 said, verse 1, Woe to the rebellious children. Woe be to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who formulate a plan, but it's not my plan. And they make alliances, but it's not of my spirit in order to add sin to sin. That's a new American saying. I believe that the new King James is woe be to the, woe be to the rebellious children who make plans, but not of me and who devise plans, but not of my spirit. And so the, <laughs> we're looking to everything but God for the answers. Folks, if you want to hear from God, get on, get your face on the floor. Get up early. Put on worship. Bury your face in God's word. Repent, repent, repent. Get rid of that hardness of the heart, the callousness. Oh, God created me a clean heart. Break my hardness. Break my arrogance. Oh, God, I want to serve you like never before. And as in the prophet Joel's uh, day, same thing goes out today. The same cry goes out to today. Joy has withered away from the sons of men. Instead of complaining, we need to obey God who says, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord, your God, and cry out to the Lord. In a sense, God is saying, how bad do you want deliverance? How bad do you want me to intervene? Church, it might stay dark. There might be sin and chaos from here on out. I'm it looks like it's going to be that way. But in the midst of that, God brings revival fires. God saves a mass, massive amount of people. He brings voices to stadium revivals and tent revivals and, and churches on fire for God. And God is working in the midst of that darkness. And it begs the question, though, how bad do we want it? How bad do we want to, to see God move? Will we turn to God with all of our heart? Will you starve the flesh to be filled with the spirit via prayer and fasting? Will you humble yourself today and repent. Don't wait. Don't make excuses. Will you humble yourself and repent today and say, God, I've been apathetic. I've been lukewarm. I, I don't have the fire of the spirit in my heart. God, I need that. I'm going to stop being angry and go on angry tirades and, and, and Lord, get this anger out of my heart, get this unforgiveness out of my heart. And uh, Lord, I just want to seek you uh, like never before. Because we, if we do this, we are reminded, we are reminded that God is merciful and slow to anger. Did you catch that? God is merciful and slow to anger. But again, we must stop confusing his patience with his approval. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. 
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.